Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. All right, I'm going to get out the way. It's time for the word of God. As I was saying, Deuteronomy 8.3 says, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. One of the things that's very clear to me um, is there needs to be more spiritual parents in the church. And, you know, especially with a church that is predominantly, uh, there's a little bit of generational diversity, but predominantly in our 20s and our 30s. I'm not. I wish I was, but I'm not. I'm now 43, but um, God was. (laughs) You got your muscles out in in shorts on today, so I'm not going to mess with you. Um, but there, there, there needs to be more spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers in the church. I think it's, it's a loss. It's something that is, has been lost in the church. Um, Bishop and I were talking upstairs and there, there seems to be a, you know, as a, what they call church planter. When we first started our church, uh, we were heavily, um, partnered by networks and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for how God planted our church and I'm grateful for my spiritual father, Dr. Eric Mason. But one of the things that I noticed when I began to get around other people that were starting churches, I'm like, oh, man, cool. What, what, church have you, what church have you come from? Like, no church. And I'm just like, well, how, do you, how does that work? Like, how do you how do, you do that? What, what that told me was that there was a lack of even a desire to have spiritual parents. And I'm grateful that one of my spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, can we thank God for Lady Seawriters in the house? <laughs> grateful for her. But he's here and he's going to preach the word. Let me tell y'all something. He messed us up in the first service. I mean, the, the points and everything he was given was so spirit led. And I just want us to be uh, receptive. Let me just go ahead and say you're welcome now. Let me just go ahead and say that now because uh, God is going to use him. Now, I got to share the story. Bishop told me if I can share it one more time. I know you said don't do it again. One more time. Last time. I was 13 years old when, I, when my mother and father, who are with us today, my mother and father brought us, brought me and a group of friends, 1993, brought me and a group of friends to this church. Y'all giving me a lot today. It's too much. It's too much. It was 1993. God brought, God brought I mean, my parents brought uh, me and my friends to this church. We pulled up to this church on George Street. And um, it was a new, new building. They, they just purchased the building. And we walked in, and man, it was crazy. Like, just the amount of generational diversity, the choir. If y'all, y'all need to go ahead and Google Bishop George Seawright um, and royal priesthood. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's just, it, 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 it marked my childhood. And I remember walking in at 13. And since then, I've been able to admire and watch this ministry from afar, scandal-free, Ty and I, Ty and I hope, we hope that when we have the longevity of ministry, if the Lord allows us to, as this beautiful couple, the Sea Rights, we hope to be and look like them. And let me just tell you, I hope to have the feet that you have on right now, Bishop, because Bishop is always swagged out. But y'all do me a favor. Y'all just point your hands his way. I'm just going to pray real quick and I'm going to invite him up. After I pray, y'all do me a favor. Y'all go crazy. Just give him a good Brooklyn welcome so he feels at home. Father, I thank you for Bishop today and Pastor C. Wright. Lord, I pray now for the Holy Ghost. 
to rest and rule and abide in this room. Lord, I pray that you would use him in profound ways, the same way you did in the first service. Lord, I just pray. And we, we sit today not assuming that we can understand your word. We need your spirit to move. And so, Father, would you use him in a profound way? Something that was said may it resonate with us and transform us and change our behavior and change our mind and change our spiritual walk. Help us to grow up because that's what you're calling us toward. Also, Lord, I pray for the one in this room that doesn't know you. I know they're here. I know they're here. Lord, I'm just going to go ahead and lay my, my cards on the table. Lord, we want to see everybody in this room profess that Jesus is Lord. So may the gospel go forth and accomplish what it said it does. Save the lost. Strengthen the found. It's in Christ's name we give glory and honor. Amen. Y'all welcome up Bishop George C. Wright. All I can say is, he never failed me yet. He never failed me yet. Jesus Christ never failed me yet. Everywhere I go, I want the world to know Jesus Christ never failed me yet. He never failed me yet. Oh, he never failed me yet. Oh, Jesus Christ never failed me yet. It's everywhere I go. I want the world to know that my Jesus Christ never failed me That's why I am thine, O oh Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. How I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee draw me nearer oh nearer blessed lord to the cross where thou hast died Draw me nearer, oh, nearer, blessed Lord. This old school song. To thy precious bleeding side, oh, to thy precious bleeding side, to thy precious just bleeding sigh. 
oh how I love Jesus oh how I love Jesus because he first loved me he purchased my salvation way back on Calvary I love him I love Jesus I really do the Lord bless you the Lord keep you and cause his face to shine thank you um, no, okay. Um, let me let me share this thought with you. The greatest um, power that is given to us as people of God is the power of agreement. I don't think there's anything that can limit or stop what God wants to do or what God says to us when there is the power of agreement. I've learned that through my journey, and it's been a long journey, of course, if you did the numbers when he was 13, I was 40 something, right baby? I was 40 something. Okay, okay. I was 45. My wife said I'll be 68 this year. Uh, <laughs> so, so for me, in my journey, I've learned to just agree with God and what he does. Would you all help me to say thank you to the Lord in your agreement with his choice of choosing your pastor and first lady to be who they are to you, to you. We agree with God's choice. Incredible people. Brandon and Ty, amazing. They're an amazing couple. I so honor them, I, I so respect them. And, and, and I know they, they consider us to be what he said, <laughs> but they mean a great deal to us. I'm going to need you to start my clock back over again because I ain't starting. I need an extra. <laughs> he did it too. <laughs> I love this church. No, I'm serious. Although I'm getting a little dizzy in this church, but I love this church. So if I fall out, y'all, it's because of the glory of God. No, I'm dizzy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This really feels like home. And listening to your pastor, and uh, it, it's, it reminds me of myself back in my younger days. I tell you, it's so refreshing for God to have me come here and, and remind me of life. That's what it, it does. It reminds me of life. And I'm so appreciative of it. Thank you for the opportunity to come. I, I thank God for the opportunity to be anywhere anybody asks me to come to. Because you don't have to ask me to come anywhere. Because I don't think I'm that whatever. And you'll, you'll judge me in a minute when I go to the scripture. But I appreciate his asking me to come. And then let me do this real quickly. I came, the last time I was here was when, I don't know, because I'm a little old now, I don't remember everything. But I was here and I was by myself. But this time, I thought I was going to be by myself again. Those of you that were at the early service, my wife was not here because she was home at our church 
um, because I teach them that home comes first uh, all the time. And and uh, I walked in and she was she was here. My wife came. Wow. I, I, told, I told them earlier, I said at the first service, you know, I forget what I told them. But in any case, um, <laughs> I know I told them, I said, I do have a wife. And I know this is my second time here and y'all didn't see my wife, but I do have a wife. And there's proof that I do have a wife. And she's been my wife for life. We've been married for the past 47 years. In a row. Consecutively. In a row, she reminds me of, we tell people, she tells people everywhere. When I say we've been married for 47 years, in a row, honey. <laughs> and uh, she's here, and I'm so, I didn't know she was coming. She surprised me, and one of my spiritual sons, Ali, brought her here. Ali is a, um, a native, I think, of New York City. I think he's a part of the founding members of New York City, because he knows New York City like the back of his hand. But Ali pastors a church in uh, North Jersey, in uh, Woodland Park. I know, but you know me, I'm a little older now. But uh, he has a tremendous ministry. And I was telling your pastor, I'm going to do this, and I'm gonna, I'll go to the word and I'll be fast. I was telling your pastor that I wanted, was he aware of resting place that Pastor Ali pastors, a group of young people of your age, and their, their uh, diversity is black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, Japanese, everybody, Hungarian, it's crazy. It's a wonderful thing, preparation for heaven. And I wanted, I wanted to know, did they know each other? And pastor, I think, knew of him, but he shows up. I was just talking about him upstairs, and God, he shows up. Now, I know that don't mean nothing to y'all. Because I'm judging by your response. And? <laughs> no. But for him to show up, I was just talking about him upstairs. I did not plan for him to show up. But he shows up. Ali, meet Pastor Brandon. And he drove Mary here, his spiritual mom here. I'm so grateful. And you can tell his church is different. They wear, they, guys, wear, he wears shorts, they got flip-flops on. This is the way of the world. Hallelujah. I had on my, my, my black shoes, dress shoes, and shoe, I took the jacket off earlier, and I said, where are my sneakers? Let me put my sneakers on so, so that these people can hear me preach. <laughs> what he preach? I don't know, but that Negro has some bad sneakers on. <laughs> What? I'm, only kidding. I'm only kidding. Please don't judge me. Let's go to the Word of God. Because, y'all. <laughs> okay, okay. Forgive me, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. Wasting time. Okay, let's go to the Word of God real quickly. Genesis chapter number one. I want to look at two verses of Scripture. Verse 11 and verse 12. If you can... Follow me carefully on your phones or iPads or wherever you have the scripture. I hope you got it somewhere. We got it now. You can just have it right on your phones. Let's, let's look at Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to ask you 
if you wouldn't mind, um, my pastor said I'm at home. So at home, we stand for the reading of the scripture of the word. And it's not long. It's only two verses. If you would indulge me just for a few more moments, I promise not to be eternal. Although it feels so good in here. I feel like I, feel like I can just preach and teach and fall out and get back up and just do all kinds of crazy things uh, because of the way I feel. Okay. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 11. I'm going to read it from the King James Version, and then I want you to indulge me, allow me to read it from the New Living Translation. Here goes, King James Version. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. And God said, now please pay attention to what God says. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. God's God says this, whose seed is in itself. This is God saying something here. Upon the earth, and it was so. But it's amazing to me that when God says it, it's automatically so. But he says it anyway so that we can understand that it is so. It is God speaking here about what is supposed to happen. Okay, verse 12 says, and the earth brought forth grass because God said it. Y'all with me? Because God said it, the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. And herb yielding seed after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself. The seed was in itself. The seed was in itself. After his kind and God saw that it was good. Let, let me read it from the New Living Translation. Then God said, that, here it is. Then God said, here it is. Then God said, let the land burst forth with every sort of grass and seed bearing plant. And let there be trees and grow that grow seed bearing fruit. The seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And so it was. The land was filled. The land was filled. The land was filled with seed bearing plants. The land was filled with seed bearing plants and tre and trees. And their seeds, and their seeds produced plants and trees of like kind. And the seed produced plants. And the seed, I'm sorry, produced plants. I need you to get this in your spirit. And trees of the like kind. And God saw that it was good. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be unto God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, for the next few minutes, I ask such sinners, garrison of angels of God, the words that proceeded out of my mouth. I thank you for the continuity of your word. I thank you for the instructions of your word. I thank you for the revelation of your word. I thank you for impartation that comes through your word. I thank you that our lives will never be the same. This is the word that you've given unto us. This is the seed that you have placed in, our so in the soil of our souls. We admit, Lord God, we could never live without it. So we desire it even more now. Bless us, O oh God, as we would hear. Make us not just hearers of your word, but doers of this word. Make us to be producers of that seed of your word that's being planted in our hearts and in our souls. It is a seed that's already been there, but Lord, you're somehow watering this seed, fertilizing it, turning it over so we can make best use, the best use for this seed. Thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, one more time. It's me, Lord. I'm standing in the need of your assistance. I know what I have on my pad, but you know what you have in your heart for me. So take what you have in your heart for me and the thing that you have for every person that's under the sound of my voice, put it in my spirit, put it in my mouth so that I may speak that which will bring life, liberty, and freedom 
and an acknowledgement and understanding of who you are more than anything else. I pray this in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. So if you, when you get home, if you would just take some time to meditate on these two verses of Scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 and verse 12. See if you can find another translation to bring more clarity and understanding to the particular text. For the sake of time, I cannot go back into history, but there are some things that took place in the beginning. When we think of things that took place at the beginning, is the, we, we call this Genesis, the book of first mention. When things are first mentioned in, from the book of Genesis, you've got to understand that it has much weight connected to it. It has much understanding connected to it, only if we would just read it. And sometimes you may not understand all of it, but just reading it brings about a revelation of what God anticipated, what God wanted you to understand. The Bible says, no, you're getting, get an understanding. You, you got to get an understanding of what God is saying to you. Now, here's something else I want to say before I go into some of my notes, is that you need to know that God is speaking to you right now. I got four amens. <laughs> Let me try one more time. I need you to recognize, I need you to know, not just because I'm here, but every time you walk through those, what doors? Those doors. Every time you walk through those doors, every time you come in here, you sit or you stand, God is speaking to you. When God speaks to us, he always speaks to us in the form of seed. Y'all with me? He always speaks to us in forms of seed. Seed is a valuable thing for God, for him to announce it and its function in the book of Genesis should bring some understanding to your life. Of course, day one, day two, day three, day four, some incredible things happen. Firmament and, and light and darkness and grass and land and sea and water and, and separation. Things happen. But when he comes to this, to this season where this moment in the text, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, when God begins to speak, listen to this. Watch this. I didn't say this this morning, but I'm going to say it now. God begins to speak. Watch this. He begins to speak to himself. He begins to speak to himself based on what he has already said from himself. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, whoa. Lord, could that be possible for the writers to write what you said? Because it starts off by simply saying, and God said. And because God said... When the, when the writers wrote it, it is not because God said it then, but he had already said it. Whew, I may get a little crazy up in here, so just bear with me. If I start jerking and carrying, I don't have Tourette's. Or I just, I've just got the Holy Ghost. But he, he, he then speaks to himself from himself. And he, he speaks from a position of our understanding of what a seed does. This is why he says, he says, let the earth bring forth grass and the earth yielding seed. He says, he says, if there is a seed, there must be a yielding. I, I think he's trying to tell us that there's no seed without a yielding. <sighs> there's no God's word without God wording and work. There's no God work or his word without his workings. 
In other words, God never, pay, never, never messes around and, and just doesn't say stuff that he don't want you to hear. He doesn't say stuff that he don't want you to know. He doesn't say things that's not going to produce. Talks about this yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding after his own kind, whose seed is in itself. He said, what is in the seed is what is in the seed itself that will produce. I'm sorry, I'm just, this stuff is messing with me too. What are you talking about? He talks about this seed that is in itself that produces the seed. What it produces is the seed of itself. I'm sorry, can I act like I'm in class right now and I'm just trying to study to get a message together so I can deliver it unto you. So I'm still working on it. So this seed, he says, the land's going to birth forth. It's going to bring forth, listen to the way he says, every sort of, every sort of grass and seed-bearing plant. One time he says seed-bearing plant. And then next time he says it's going to grow in seed-bearing fruit. And the seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. He, he says, now the seed is going to produce that which it has come from. In its original state, the purpose by which it was created. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't say this at the, at the early service. But God is all about purpose. Purpose is the original intent. It's, it's the original intent for anything that has been created. Hear, hear me, y'all. If, if you can figure out that things are happening because of God's purpose for it, then you can better live with it. Because what you do is you answer the question, why does it exist? I'm coming. I'm trying. The reason why we have abuse is because people don't understand why the thing exists. There's family abuse. There's child abuse. There's husband and wife abuse. When there's abuse, it's because people don't understand their purpose. Because when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If I don't know the purpose of my wife, I'll abuse her. If she doesn't know the purpose of me, she'll abuse me. If you don't know the purpose of your, y'all have some serious about dating and, and, and marriage and all this stuff. If you don't get the purpose for each one, you will ultimately abuse it. So the thing you got to do is to understand the purpose because there are times, calm down. So Y'all make me so excited. I'm going fast. I'm yelling and screaming. But there was, there was a time, my wife and I, we've been married for a long time, and there were times when I didn't understand some of the things that she was feeling because her emotions got involved, and she would be crying, and, and I, why are you crying? And sometimes she would say, I don't know why I'm crying. And that's when I would say, Lord, you gave me this woman. What's going on? So I thought if I could buy her things and give her gifts and stuff, it would help her with, but sometimes she was going through some things that was a little bit deeper than the gifts. And so she couldn't hardly explain it, and I couldn't show enough understand it. If she couldn't explain it, I couldn't understand it. So I had to go back to the manufacturer of her. So you want to know the purpose of the thing? If you want to know, get this, if you want to know the purpose of something, never ask the something. Always go to the manufacturer. There were times in our 47 years of marriage, I had to go back to God. God, 
You done made this woman. I truly love her. But please help me. And so he would give me some insight. On, you know, some people ask, people ask us sometimes, you know, how is it that y'all, y'all don't last this long? I'm telling you, it's because we understood each other's purpose. I understood her purpose for being who she is. She understood my purpose for being who I am. We begin to understand the purpose by even to why we do what we do. This is why we do what we do. So God is a purpose revealing God. He, he, he gives us this purpose for the seed. The purpose for the seed is to bring forth. The purpose for the seed is to produce. The purpose for the seed is for you to understand the handiwork of his power and his grace and what comes from the seed. Are you with me? I got to hurry up. So God put into a place. God put into place. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to talk about the seed. Everybody say the seed. seed. I want to talk about the system. Say the system. system. And I want to talk about the shift. Say the shift. shift. Say that slow. Don't, Don't say it fast. The seed. The system. The shift. When I read this Genesis situation, all I can get out of it is the seed. First of all, it's the seed. And then I begin to recognize that God put into place a system. Listen to this. Write this down. That would sustain what it was that he wanted to do next. He said, now this seed ought to bear fruit. This seed ought to bring forth plant. This seed ought to, within itself, ought to bring forth what is necessary for life. Seed bearing, seed bearing, like read it a couple of times, seed bearing in, that, in those verses. It's all about seed bearing with God. It's about seed bearing. And the wonderful thing about it is, this is the reason why things are still existing on the earth. It's because, glory to God. I'm sorry, I just got something. The reason why things are still existing on the earth is because when he created it, he put, calm down, okay, I'm trying. <laughs> Because when he created it, he put everything in the one seed. You see, you have a chair. Well, it ain't wooden. But we have a stage that's wooden. You see the stage. (laughs) But what God sees is the tree. He didn't make the stage first. He made the tree. So he put in to everything that he created, everything that would sustain it for the next day. Somebody say, wow, that's good. So much in this text. Please write that down. God put into a place, God put into place a system. Somebody say system. That would sustain what it was that he wanted to do next. In other words, the things that are happening in the earth is not taking him by surprise. Even your situation that seems so, so, so much of a problem and it's a struggle. But God is always, when he, when he talks about seed, he's always looking to create something new. Somebody say a new season is on the horizon. Say, say a new day is, is created for me. Ah, ah, ah. When God made you, he calls you fearfully and wonderfully made by God. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. Tell your neighbor, remind your neighbor, because if somebody may not know who their daddy was. You may not know where your mommy is, but I need you to understand that you got here because God planned your life to be here. And you are not a mistake. You must never, ever think that you're a mistake. You are not. Turn around and tell your neighbor, you're not a mistake. 
God intended for you to be who you are, where you are right now. You are not out of sync. You're not out of time. You're in the right time at the right place. And this is the right season for your life. I know you don't believe that, but I've come to remind you that you are not out of sync. You are right in order. And even though things have not been happening the way you wanted it to happen, God still has a plan that's being worked out in your life. He never makes a mistake. He doesn't become discombobulated because you got a trial. You got a situation arising. Your God is a systematic God. Let me help you. He's a systematic God. He's a, he's a systematic God. He's a revelatory God. He's a revealing God. He lets things unfold before our very, oh God, it's so good, our very eyes. Okay, let me, let me get to the end of this thing. Okay, and, and that don't mean I'm going to quit. That just means you got hope that you won't be here all night. Everything about God. Somebody help me say everything about God. Listen, be reminded that everything about God and because you're sitting here today because of God's plan for your life, everything about God has everything to do with God's order. It has everything to do with his order. It has everything to do with, with his decrees, what he declares, what he says. It has everything to do with his declarations, what he says. And, that, and, and once we realize that, every event that follows that has been created for your new season. Let me try to see if I can say that in a different way. Everything that God has already done, decreed, has already declared over your life is waiting for you to arrive at that season. Can I convince you that your life has already been mapped out to the fullest and it's the best life you can ever live? I know, so when I ain't got, I'm still ain't got this job, right? I'm still trying to get to finish school. I'm trying to get to... It's already been mapped out by God. Do y'all know who God is? Don't let, don't let me get started. This is where I think the church is, 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 is falling back a little bit. It's because we don't talk enough about God. We, 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 we want mental illumination, transformation, stimulation that brings us mentally to a place of discovering some things that we never knew and act like God didn't do it. God did it. Be, before, was, before there was a when or where or how or who or what, God did it. God, God, he's a great I am. He's alpha, omega, beginning and the end. He's above and not, there's nobody higher, there's nobody lower, there's nobody wider. There's nobody that can stand in the same class with him. He's God all by himself. He's El Elyon. He's El Shaddai. He's Shabbat. He is the blue and the living God. He's a source of everything, the creator of all things. There's nobody like your God. What? I'm sorry. I had a little fit right there. I'm going to be okay. Give somebody a high five and say, he's just God. Uh, above him, there is none other. So everything about God, everything, uh, everything about God is, is, is organized. Nothing happens out of an accident with God. He's not ashamed when things don't happen when we think they ought to. I got to get to this point. You see, in God's mind, somebody say God's mind. In God's mind, everything is happening for a reason. In God's mind, everything is happening for a reason. And in his timing, watch this, for his glory. Somebody help me say, 
everything. We don't, we, don't, we don't dwell a lot on everything about God. But everything about God, everything in God's mind is happening for a reason. There, there is a timing of God. Glory to God. I'm almost, I'm almost going to get excited. I'm almost going to ask the organist to help me out on this, but no, no, no. Okay. There's something about the timing of God. He doesn't need a clock to register when you're about to kick into another gear, into another season. It's not, it's, not, it's not predicated on whether you get a good job or not. It's not predicated on if you got a raise or not. When there's a timing of God that's being expressed in your life, you can have nothing but have, still have everything. <laughs> because, because you got God. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You, you, you can be broke but still wealthy because of God. Because, because you, can, you can think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's already done whereby your soul will cry out and the more you cry out in thanksgiving to him the more he responds by saying well I can now trust you with a little bit more so you just hang in there look at your neighbor tell your neighbor hang in there hang in there hang in there you are on the right track God is about to bring you into a greater season than you've ever imagined in your life that's why things have gone the way it's gone in your life you've just been God is just preparing you but some of the greatest days of your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Maybe, possibly. I don't know. And I know the enemy is after you, but he can't win. No. Our God is a God of organization. He's a God of arrangements. He's a God of procedures. You see, when we read the text, God wasn't planning on recreating every single tree that would ever grow on the planet. He wasn't into that. Oh, you know what, Lord Jesus, I, I forgot the palm tree, Lord Jesus, Lord, okay, let me, let me do the palm tree over again because people need to go to Florida and then experience the palm tree. He, he wasn't into recreating every single tree that would ever grow on this planet, neither was he planning on recreating over and over and over again a blade of grass every time one needed to be grown on the earth. He wasn't about that. When he created, he put everything in it so that it would be sustained. I got a, my wife and I, we're blessed. We own two and a half acres of land. And in our backyard, we have a huge backyard. And, and uh, I've got this, uh, this for my grandchildren. We got this uh, trampoline that they go out and they jump in it all day and all night. I'm grateful to God for it. Thank God. Go on. Jump, 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 jump. But there was a path that I put a carpet down. I put a carpet down because I'm trying to get them to the path to the to trampoline. I put the carpet down, not knowing that if I put the carpet down, that means the grass was not getting what it needed. The, the water wasn't getting there like it's supposed to be, and the sun wasn't shining on it. Supposed to be. So, so we came to moving the trampoline from one place to another. And my, Mary said, you, Mary said, you got to move, move the carpet. All right, move the carpet. Move the carpet. And now the grass around the carpet. And there was dirt. Nothing was growing. So I said, Lord, what am I going to do? Let me call the grass man. Tell him to come and plant some seed. Tell him to come do it again. I need him to do this again. I was supposed to call him and tell him to come and do it. When they came to cut the grass, because I don't do my lawn no more. It's too big. I did the first time I moved into the house. And I said, no, it ain't going to take me no five hours to mow this lawn. The devil is a liar. Sweating like a Negro slave. No. Um, I was... 
So, I, so when, the guy, when the guy came, right, babe? Guy came to do the grass. I said, listen, I got this patch over here and nothing happened. He said, well, I'm going to come back later on and I'll put some, I'll reseed it. And he never came back. But a couple of months later, I noticed that. The, I, almost, I almost started shouting just now. I'm sorry. I, a couple of months later, I noticed that there was grass starting to come up and he didn't reseed it, but it started coming up. And I began to recognize, wait a minute, God put in the earth everything that it needed, even when it got trampled on, if you just give it a little bit of time, it'll produce a... And he does that with our lives. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get a good look at me right now because after today, oh, there's going to be some stuff coming from me that's going to bless you. Not only is it going to bless me, but it's going to bless you. You got to know that I've been through too much. I've been through too much to not wait on God now and let him bring something back to life. Something's coming back to life for somebody. Something's coming back to life because God put the seed in you. Oh, help me. I'm, I'm sorry. I was supposed to do the priest the same thing. You are too young to understand the prayers of parents. But I heard stories. I heard stories when they used to tell us that when they get to y'all days and you start wandering, don't worry because I put a seed in them. Some of y'all right now, the reason why you still living, the reason why you still here, the reason why the devil could not take you out like he took your friends out is because he got a seed inside of you. There's a seed that he put inside of you that even when the enemy comes in like a flood, that seed stands up. Mama's prayer stand up. Grandma's prayer stands up and say, not here, not here, not today. Yeah. Now I'm a little older now and I tell, I tell, we tell parents at our church, they say, my child is going away, going to ride it, drifting. We say, don't worry. You put that seed in them. They'll be back. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm on my way back right now because I got a seed in me. Touch, touch somebody. Y'all looking at me. Touch somebody. Touch somebody. Uh, 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 go. Okay, let me find my notes. Find my notes. God wasn't planning on being everybody's, everybody's gardener. So he created a system. He created a system that would speak volumes to his seed. It was a seed that was in itself, the Bible says. It didn't, it didn't produce, it, the seed did not produce trees and flowers and grass for the animals to eat and not have a system of reproduction in place. The animals eat off the tree. I got this peach tree in my backyard. Sometimes the deers, well, they used to come before I put the fence up. Deers would come and eat. Then the tree looked like it's not producing anymore. When I put that fence up, they couldn't get to it. And all of a sudden, there's more peaches coming out now. Let me tell y'all something. There's more to you than what meets the eye. I don't know why I said that. That ain't in my notes. But there's more to you than what meets the eye. There's, there's more to you. There's a, there's a seed in you. And that seed is about to respond to God's system. 
Say that my seed is about to respond to God's system. God's system is the system of reproduction. <laughs> he renews. He restores. He rebuilds. He, he does things over again. Can I, can I encourage somebody? Your seed is your future. Ah, that's the thing the enemy is after. And, and if you recognize the seed that is your future, that really means that something is going to continue. You are not going to die. You are not going to give up. You are not going to throw in the towel. I know you wanted to give up. I know you hear that baby screaming. I know you wanted to scream just like that baby. When things got to, wait, got to be so hard sometimes, you wanted to just end it all. I don't know if you're under the sound of my voice, but I come to tell you it ain't time for you to end it all. It is not time for you to give up. It's not time to throw your life away. No, you mean more to God than you will ever realize. You have been made by God fearfully and wonderfully. There's something that God wanted to do in you that he's not going to be satisfied until you recognize that he put a system in your life. You got through grade school. You got through high school and God protected you then. How much more do you think he's going to do for you right now? Oh, there's a seed in you that's a about to respond to God's system. Somebody say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Somebody say, my friend Jake said, get ready. It means that a system, it means that a system was in place that was going to sustain, I believe, the next generations and future workings of God's will on this earth. There's a system in place. Help me, y'all. Say, there's a system in place. Say, there's a system over my life. Understand this. Here we go. God put it into, he put into place. He set it in its rightful place, a system that would sustain, this is important, what it was that he wanted to do next. Let me get real bold right now and say, those of you that don't understand my voice, those of you that are watching, streaming, whatever, I need you to know something right now by the grace and the word of the Lord that he's about to do something next. In your life. As a matter of fact, I need you to lift your voice. You ain't got to go loud. I know you're scared of the devil. But I need you to say it. Say, I got a next coming. Hey, I need you. What's your name? Nafisa. I need y'all to do what Nafisa. She said, I got a next coming. And she's, her head is bobbing. Yeah, that means, yeah, I got a next. Everybody, come on, let's get with Safisa. I got a next coming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I need you to tell the devil you got a next coming. I need you to tell the boss on your job, I got a next coming. I know you ain't treating me right, but that's all right. I got a next coming. And before it's all said and done, I'm going to own my own business anyway, because that's a part of my next. That's a part of my next. My next is, I'm going to give some orders. I'm going to stand in the place of a thought. That's where my, I got a, somebody shout, I got a next coming. I dare you to throw up, throw up your hand and say, I got a next coming. I dare you to jump up real quick and say, I got a next coming real quick. And sit down, sit down, sit down. I got a next. I got a next coming. I got a next coming. I got a, I got a next coming. I got a next coming. It may be hidden, but the next thing is going to be revealed. It may be long way off, but it's soon going to find its way to me. I got a next. I got a next. That's a part of God's. I got to close. I got to close. Let me take my glasses off so I can't see. 
God created and put into place a once and for all system for the seasons of your lives. It's so much said that the earth is going to have to bend. I'm sorry. I speak in tongues every now and then. The earth is going to have to bend to the system that God placed. Y'all didn't hear what I said. If the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, that means God is still in control. So if you're out where you're not supposed to be and not where you want to be, in the system of God, the earth will start bending. I call that favor. I don't know if y'all, y'all ready for favor? Because favor ain't fair. So people ask me, see right Tell us how you got to where you are. Because I am a one blessed African-American man. No, seriously. No, seriously. I don't even remember a poor day. And I'll never be poor. What? I tried poor and I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. When I discovered the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Wait a minute. If my daddy owns everything, I ought to be owner of some things. Woo, y'all ain't got to like me, but that's okay. I love what God is doing in me. I never, my wife and I can bless people like we've never been able to bless people in our lives. Oh, glory to God. I'm sorry. I went off. Okay. I put my glasses. I need to put my glasses back on. He put in place for the season of your lives. And he put the system in the earth. And I know that God is a spirit and things that come from the spirit realm, but it's the spirit realm that speaks to the earth realm to give you what he promised you. You, you pray that I would be bold. Let me be bold enough to declare that there's some... A man of God came to my church and prophesied many, many years ago. We've been in doing ministry at Abundant Life for how many years now? 32 years. Maybe about 20 years ago, a man of God came and said, there's millionaires in this church. Two of y'all. Let me talk to y'all because they don't believe it. I, I said, he said, there's millionaires in this church. And I was foolish enough to believe that I was one of them. You know? Yeah, okay. So, no, and I'm not boasting. (laughs) It's facts. And one by one, it started to happen. God began to do it because it's what he promised. And it was a part of his system for our church. More particularly, it was for people's lives because the church is only who you are. Church is only who who you are. So he put a system in place. And and let me close. I got to close. My time is up. So he does this to show his glory in the earth. So the reason why he does it, the reason why he blessed Mary and I, and like we are blessed, is because of his glory. And we don't take any of this credit to ourselves. We give glory and honor to God. We tithe. 
We give. We sow. We help. And the very seed that we use to sow, the seed bears witness to bring about more seed for us. You remember the Bible? He gives seed to the That's the word, bread to the eat. He does that. That's a part of his system. Okay, let me, okay, on my notes it says, now here's the message. I ain't lying, come here. Come here. People think I be lying and stuff. I ain't lying. What'd that say? Here's the message. Nope. Before all that, what, what is all that? My, just say my, your notes. Your notes. It was your introduction. It was your introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> so let me, leave, let me leave you with these last few words. If indeed you are going to experience a new season in your life, there's going to have to be a new system put into place that will sustain you in your new season. I declare for this house a new season. I declare for this house a new creative day for you. I speak to this house prophetically and say, position yourselves for a new season. What you have experienced in the past is good, but what's coming is going to be better. Your eyes have not seen your ears have not heard, neither have it into the hearts of this house, the thing that God has so richly prepared for you. But there's a revealing coming. Put your hands over your eyes. Put your hands over your eyes. Say, Lord, anoint my eyes to see. Put your hands over your ears. Say, Lord, anoint my ears to hear. Tell your neighbor, because I don't want to miss my next season. That's connected with God's system. So let me give you a few things that you got you to gotta start doing for the new season. Number one, prayer still works in God's system. Keep on praying. Your pastor, we were upstairs, we were upstairs in the office and we were talking. He said one of the things that he noticed at our church when he came to preach and he killed us. He just, y'all to know the gift that you have. Be aware of it. Take care of it. Cover it. Don't you let nobody talk negative about your covering. He's a man of God. You don't want to touch God's anointing anyway. You'll turn into a squirrel. No, no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Oh, Lord. I don't know when to stop. I'll be going good. And all of a sudden, I got blah, blah, blah. But we were upstairs. We were talking about what he experienced when he came to Abundant Life. Before every service at Abundant Life, there is 30 minutes of prayer. I got an intercessory prayer team that, I'm, that God sent to me, and, and they pray. They get around the altar, and for 30 minutes, they just pray. They pray for the service. They pray for the people that are coming. They pray that God will cover them. Pray that God will get their arrival safe and sound. Pray that the Holy Spirit will be so available, and that the anointing of God will be so great that hungry people will come and get fed. Thirsty people will come and get watered. They pray that the gift of the presence of Jesus be so evident in every single service. And I will not have a service if there ain't prayer. Prayer moves God and God changes things. 
prayer is your communication with God. And there ain't no such thing as a, any special, that, that was a good prayer. No, prayer is your soul out of the heart's desire. What is it that you want to tell God about? What is it that you want to say to God? Just talk to God just a little. Talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your struggle. He will hear your cry and he will answer by and by. Oh, the saints used to say, I feel a little prayer wheel turning. And I know it was the fire burning. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it all right. Look at your neighbor and give him a high five and say, don't stop praying. Just whatever you do, don't stop praying. That's how you fertilize your, your seed that God placed inside of you. You got to keep on praying. Second thing you got to do is got to fast. Fasting still works. A lot of us, we don't want to fast because anytime you say no to your flesh and yes to the Holy Spirit, uh, you're, you're not only cleansing your house, your home, but you are also placing some things in order in your life. So that when the thing comes that you have, that have been designed by God to connect with you in your fasting, it makes you sensitive to recognize it. You'd be surprised. I get some people that will testify how many people miss the favor of God because they didn't have their flesh in the proper place. They were so concerned about their flesh, they missed God. You know, you can be saved and still miss God. If you don't get this flesh to go under, I mean, under subjection to the will and the plan and the purpose of God. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I think I'm going to fast a little bit later on. Not today. Not today. I didn't plan to fast today. I got... My wife just got off the phone with our chef. I ain't fasting today. When I get home, my meal's going to be prepared. Fasting works. Number three, I only have four. Number three, the Word of God still works. The Word of God is that seed. Isn't it just... And it's just not... It's not for people who have never read it before. There's a lot of seed in this Word, in this book. There's seed in this book. There's, there's a lot of stuff that will teach you and show you how to live and be blessed in the season or in the shift that God has taken you into. I got two minutes. It's the word of God. It's fasting. It's prayer. And let me give you this last one. Making church a priority. Making church a priority is, is it, it is not just for people uh, uh, who don't have something else to do on Sunday. Keeping Sunday holy and creating a system of worship. That's how you create a system of worship. You know how bad you sound by yourself in that shower. You ain't got no help, no musicians, no music. Off key and... Coming to church creates a system of worship. Not only worship, but it creates a system of receiving the word. It helps you to create a system for when you leave here. Some of you are going to leave here this afternoon and you're going to need to have put that worship experience. Thank God for it. Let me tell you something. You're blessed to have musicians like this. I don't know how they live in. But they show as anointed to do what they do because it's the anointing that breaks the yokes in us. And then you got singers up here who are worshiping. I'm telling you, they have sold out. They've given their lives to this thing. 
I don't know. I ain't interviewed them one by one, but I know if my son, Lord, I said my son, Brandon, I'm adopting you, whether you like it or not. Taking you in, tell you follow, you coming with him. You can call me grandpa. No, okay, you can't call me grandpa. You got one of them already. You can call me Papatia. Pop Pop? That's what my grandkids. You call me Pop Pop. Is that all right? This is where you create the system. So that when you leave here, I don't care what the enemy does. I've already been in the presence of God. I got a word in me. I got a seed in me. And that seed will always obey in yielding for my life. It's the worship. It's the fellowship. It's the word. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the ministry. I'm telling you to one another. When, when, when y'all walk around touching one another and, and loving on one another, you ain't know him. You don't know me. You ain't know. So, but, but you loved on each other. That, that's the part of the system. That we create so that one shall chase a thousand, but two shall put 10,000 to it. That's the system that if I can get you just to agree with me, not on my future, but to agree with me that this is the presence of the Lord. Agree with me that that's a word from the Lord. Agree with me that God's going to give us signs and wonders. Just agree with me. You don't have to agree with me based on you having dinner with me. But you agree with me by the spirit of the living God that when we come into this place together, oh, and we, we begin to bless one another, the love of God goes from heart to heart and breast to breast. That's how it's supposed to be. And from there comes the greatest miracles the church has ever seen. I don't have time to take you to the book of Acts chapter number two and talk to you about how powerful it is for us to assemble our lives together. There's nothing that can combat there's nothing that can destroy it. It is, it is the worship, the fellowship. It's the word of God. It's the ministry to one another. It is the involvement that we have with one another. This, this is where, my last statement, this is where we get the spiritual energy and spiritual strength to get through some of the stuff that the world wants to destroy our relationship with God and keep us from. Our, he, he wants to keep us from our new season and our new shift. But I came to encourage you, you got a next coming. There's a shifting that's taking place right now. You, you may not know how to articulate it right now, but the word of God that has gone forth, and because of me, every time this man of God gets up and declares the word, it will not return void. It will accomplish whether you like it or not. It will accomplish that which God pleases to do with it. And the way I checked it out in Genesis chapter one, he said, the seed bears fruit. It's a seed bearing plant and it's the seed that is in itself that makes a difference for all of our lives. Here we are. The seed that you have is the Holy Spirit. You got it in you. Allow the Holy Spirit to, uh, to, to prompt you, I'm trying to push you, prompt you into yielding to it so that you can experience a shift, a movement. Wherever you are is not where you're supposed to be forever. God has something greater for you. God has something more powerful for you. I wish I could, I wish I could send you a text every morning to remind you 
that you're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. He put his seed in you. And he never would put a seed in you without putting a system connected to it. And from the system always comes a shift. There's a movement. Get ready. Church, Epiphany, can you all get ready for a new place? Oh, I know you're trying to find a new apartment, trying to find a new car. You're trying to, well, in New York City, you don't need cars. I did drive your car. Thank you for letting me use your car today. <laughs> this is, and I, I, I pause because I don't know how I can make you believe that there's a new season for you. Okay, how bad it's been. God has a new season for you. He's put some seed in you. There's a system that's connected to it. And you just got to be responsible for your participation. I encourage you to put some systems in you. The enemy will come, but he can't do anything he wants to do with you. And the only reason why he cannot do it is because you got a system. You will pray until times get better. You will worship until the freedom in your mind takes place so much that you have a consciousness of knowing that in this bad situation, I'm not going to be there forever. But this too will pass. So I can then bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And all that was in me, oh, it'll just begin to magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Can I get maybe a hundred people to jump up on your feet, open up your mouth, and give God praise for the seed, the system, and the shift that's happening in you. The seed, I got the word in me. I got something. The system, something's happening right now because God spoke it. God decreed it. God declared it over my life. I'm about to move to another place. There's a shift coming to my life and I'm so ready for it right now. There's a shift happening in my life and I'm so ready right now. If I was broke, I'm not going to have any more broke days. If I was discouraged, I'm not going to have no more discouraging days. Oh, no, I'm going to have some victory. I'm going to have some fruit. I'm going to have some blessings. I'm going to have some enrichment. I'm going to have some encouragement. I'm going to have what God promised me to have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. While you're standing, let me pray this final prayer. And I promise you, I'm going to sit down. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you so much. I thank you for choosing this type of message for these, your people. And while, Lord, I prayed that somebody, some one person will be encouraged, enriched, inspired, encouraged. Some person will come to know of the seed that you place within them. One person will come to know the system that will always follow the seed and that there's a shift that will take. I pray that one person will get it. But Lord, I'm going to increase my faith now. I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, I pray that every person in this room that's standing on their feet receives a greater seed that produces a greater system that brings them into a greater shift in their lives. And they will never be the same after this moment. Finally, Lord, I pray that you will create for these, your people, seasons of recognizing your system. 
that there is no weapon that is formed against them that shall prosper. A season that so whatsoever things they ask you, Lord, for, believing to receive it, they shall have it. Lord, let the system move them into a greater season, a shift of life that more abundantly. In Jesus' name. Bow your heads, close your eyes just for another second or so. If you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you do it right now? Would you make a decision right now? It'll be the best decision you've ever made in your entire life. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, this is why you're here right now. God wanted you to hear this word so that you can make a decision. And all he needs you to do is just yield to it. Yield to it. Yield to him and accept him. How do you accept him? I, I, I'm not sure how you do it in church, but I, I, I just heard that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that God the Father has raised his son Jesus from the dead. He said, if you confess it and believe it and say it, not feel it, but confess it, believe it, say it. Not get emotional, but confess, believe it. I believe it. Confess it, say it. He said, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, all you have to do right now is open up your mouth and repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, here I am. I am sorry for all my sins. I don't even remember them all, but I give them to you. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe in my heart. I wasn't there, but he died for my sins. He was buried and he rose again. And according to your word, Lord, I confess this. I believe this. And I believe now that I am saved. I'm saved, Lord. Come on, say it. I'm saved, Lord, by your power divine. I'm saved now through new life's sublime. Now, Lord, life will become sweet and my joy will be complete. For I declare I'm saved in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, made that confession, better than being in the church, you're in the kingdom of God. But if you would, if you would, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I need you to tell somebody. I need you to let somebody know I'm really off base right now. I'm thinking I'm at my house. Oh, Lord Jesus, have mercy for me. Please tell somebody that you made that confession. You got to tell somebody. And then whoever gets the news that they prayed that prayer, that simple prayer, believed in their heart, confessed with their mouth, you got to connect them with somebody here in leadership in this church. Right here. Come here, come here sweetie. Come on up here. Come here. You got to connect them to this lady right here. Don't let them leave the building. You got to drag them. Don't let them leave. It'll be for their benefit because none of us can live pleasing to the Lord by ourselves. She's running back. Let me get out of here. <laughs> but, we need, we, but we need each other. We need each other. So if you pray that prayer for the first time, you need, you need some help right now. I did it when I got saved. I did, and I got saved a couple times. I did. Yeah, baptized a couple times. My mama wanted to make sure I got it. She didn't want her baby to go to hell. I guess, I don't know. She's in heaven waiting for me. So please, y'all, don't leave unless you tell somebody. I got to get out of here.
My wife is here. We just came off a of vacation. So we're still kind of loving each other a lot. So, so I'm going to take her home and we'll see y'all later. Y'all give it up for the greatest pastor in New York City. Pastor Brandon. Come on, did you enjoy the words? That's such a silly question.